there comes a time in each man's life when he can't even believe his own eyes. It's Manson Mitchell on the weekend with Gary Manson's Suzanne Mitchell, a double shot of good conversation with great guests to power up your day. Manson Mitchell, you're on the air. Thank you, Eric Kramer. Hi, everybody. Happy Saturday. Happy weekend to you, wherever you may be. I'm Gary Mance. I'm Suzanne Mitchell. Together, we are Manson Mitchell in your ears for the hour, and it is our privilege once again to be working with our producer. He's at the board today, and he, of course, is Nathan Detroit. Nathan, Nathan, Nathan Detroit. Good morning, Gary and Suzanne. Hope you had a nice day off yesterday, and happy weekend to you. Yes, thank you very much. It's been uh, hot as heck here, but we got a little bit of rain yesterday. It was very pleasant. Oh, we're dealing and... with that too. Just getting on the edge of the heat wave. Uh, in fact, it ended um... just a couple of days ago, but uh, we were looking yeah. at the low 90s, upper 80s, and it was a bit toasty, but thankfully cooler overnight. I have a suspicion that new building construction is going to feature air conditioning going forward in Seattle and Puget Sound. That's the case it seems to be. You go to people's homes and it seems like more and more are getting uh, air conditioning in the new ones, or even if they have an older one, getting it installed or at least a heat pump, something to do with the heat. And then, of course, (laughs) if they have nothing installed on their house, they have those portable units. So we're now realizing that Air conditioning is a very nice thing to have. Yes, indeed. Um, Mary Beckman is back, and that's wonderful. As as you may know, I mean, uh, Suzanne and I follow Mary Beckman's every move. And, uh, you know, it's important for us to, uh, you know, check in with her and say, Mary, how's it going down in Tacoma today? (laughs) Wait a second. Wait a second. Let me at least give her her mad props. Mary Beckman is a master galactic healer, medical intuitive, evidential and transmedium and metaphysical teacher. Her prowess with healing and providing personal readings for people is well known throughout the spiritual community. She's also the author of The Art of Your Energy, Galactic and Celestial Light Codes for Healing and Empowerment. Mary Beckman has been with us many times, and she's also done guest hosting for us. She is well known throughout the Puget Sound area, probably needs little or no introduction there, but the introduction is for everybody else who might be tuning in for the first time. And we are just thrilled to have you back, Mary Beckman. Thank you for being with us this morning. Thanks, Radio Mom and Dad. I'm happy to be here, too. Um, I, I only left my DNA in Tacoma. I'm really in uh, Pennsylvania now. <laughs> Say no, what, wait, wait, what? What? yeah isn't that funny i finally matched my book because if you look on the back of my book it says i live in the northeast um so i really do just live on the east coast now we moved about a month ago and uh sold our house and uh we did though we really did leave behind a bunch of love in that house because we attracted a really nice couple and they couldn't be happier with our trees and plants and all that and just the feeling of the house and so uh, we did a giant cross-country trip, and uh, I-, I learned a lot. Our puppies grew during that trip, too. They 
you know, they learned that they had to be good in the car and they had to be good in the hotel and they had to learn how to climb. So they didn't climb before because mommy doesn't climb, mommy doesn't jump. So you would think they would, but they had to learn it once they were here. And we're just in a little temporary place and happy to say we found a house a couple days ago and uh, we'll be moving in about a month, maybe less. Well, that's that's wonderful. That's very concise. We were going to stretch out that whole story about your move and still may ask you a couple of questions, but you explained it beautifully. Uh, one of one of the questions I had was about your adventures on the road because you were keeping people up on your your travel on Facebook and letting people know where you were. And so what was there anything that happened on the road that really caught your attention in making this move? Because it is a life-changing move. I I had moved in 2001 to Puget Sound area, to Bothell, Washington, and it was it was definitely life-changing to make a cross-country move like that. And then we did it again 10 years later in 2011. I I say I met Gary as soon as I crossed over into the state, which is not quite true, but close to true. And then um, in 2011, we made a 3,000-mile trek to Sarasota, Florida, where we reside now. And again, you know, a life-changing move. So you know, whether or not that's completely settled in on you, you've done something pretty dramatic. And when you were making the move, when you were driving, when you had the puppies with you and you were staying various places, was there anything that really caught your attention about the move? Well, what caught our attention is in uh, late April, well, mid-April, I'd say, uh, we started watching this movie called, I think it's called love loving you or love i love us or something like that and it's a it's a movie about long-term couples people have been together for 50 60 years and one day we were just watching it and we were watching the u.s couple because there are people from all over the world on this movie and we saw this little town in vermont and it was so beautiful i said to tom that's what i want i want the fourth of july parade i want the i know everybody in town little town that kind of feeling. And he looked at me and said, well, that's what I want. I didn't know you wanted that. And we were off. So we thought, well, crap, I want to go to Vermont, you know, which is really beautiful, but that didn't work out. I have a dear friend in Vermont and she said, come on up, you know, I'll take you around. But we quickly understood that the East Coast wasn't it, that the middle isn't it, the nothing in, you know, nothing in the um, West Coast is it. And I asked my guide, did I know actually where we were going? And he said, yes, of course. And so then I knew it was Pennsylvania. And luckily, Tom said, sure, because Spirit said, go, go. That's where you're supposed to go. Go find your bones. And so uh, Spirit also told me, the chiefs told me, go cross country and meet the chief of the state. And that's not exactly what happened. They, they kind of mixed it up a little bit. It would be different chiefs in different states. And so as we would arrive, we said, thank you so much for allowing us to step into your state. And here we are to give thanks. And the chief would show me where to give thanks. It was usually a river or someplace. And that's how we did it. Each state we went in, we gave our thanks. Oh, I love that story. I love that story. 
Where where did you stop in uh, Montana, for instance? I'm I'm a fan of Montana. I'm a big fan of Montana. Now I've been through it, but this time we got to look a little bit. You know, over, you know, we got there early enough to look, and then going through it, it was great. We were in um, Bozeman, and uh, I have a friend who lives there. And I said, "Where do I give thanks?" And she said. Oh, this is, it's close to where you're staying, which was a really unusual hotel. Let me tell you, it was, I, I always call that the, um, the insane asylum. That's what I call it. It, it, it had decent energy, but that's what it looked like when you drew, drove up to it. I'm like, am I in like an old nut house or whatever? And, um, it was good energy. And so we went down to this fish. It, it was a fi- place you could put your boat in, but it was beautiful, beautiful. And I went there really early. It was like six in the morning, five thirty in the morning. And I got to catch the sunrise and I was talking to the chief at the time, which I can't, I'm so sorry. I cannot remember who I was working with. I think it might've been, um, Oh, it's chief sitting bull. I remember completely. And so as I was walking through this beautiful, it was a bird reserve, um, preserve and it was the place you put your boat in. And there wasn't anybody there. I think there might have been one boat. I can't remember. And as I was walking along, I could see, you know, sunrise. I was getting awesome pictures, pictures of the flowers and stuff and the birds. And then I could see like a really covered um, area that I was going to walk through. It was just completely an O of trees. And I thought, that's amazing. I'm going to walk there there for sure. And they're saying, look, you know, be aware, you know, this is, you know, this is a beautiful place to be, be aware. But they didn't tell me what was going to happen. So I walked through there and got just bit. Oh, my gosh. Mosquitoes. I was like six or seven of them on my arms. And I came out and there were um, hot air balloons in the air on the other side. And I couldn't see it. And it was early morning. And I was listening to Electric Light Orchestra. Uh, when I got back in my car and I followed the balloons for a while and it's about that song says um, higher and higher that's a famous song that they wrote and I couldn't believe my luck to be at that incredible place at that moment for the chief to say you're never going to know what you're going to see don't worry about it it's there's beauty everywhere and I just love Montana I love Bozeman and we started out through um, Coeur d'Alene which is a beautiful place too that was I think maybe my second gratitude or I don't remember the first day is a blur because once you put all your stuff on the truck, you kind of can't think. And so as soon as we left at about 4.30 that day, Tom and I laughed all the way to Coeur d'Alene because it was so much tension release, you know, that it was hilarious to just get out of the state and say, goodbye, Tacoma. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was a relief. I, my experience about uh, Coeur d'Alene was when I was moving to the state of Washington, it was my last stop before getting into uh, the Seattle area. And after uh, driving, you know, 3000 miles, almost, I, uh, it it was grueling, because we're just driving, driving, driving every day. I don't know how many days you took to drove, but for me to go 3000 miles, we took about 10 days. And on, uh, and uh, on the last day, we went to Coeur d'Alene on a Sunday, and the streets were empty. And it was a it was a very strange experience. It was almost like it, it was, uh, it, it was like a ghost town. I flagged down a policeman on on a busy road. 
And I said, um, we're traveling through, we're on our way to Seattle. What is the nicest hotel in Coeur d'Alene? And he pointed it out. I'm sorry, I don't remember the name of it. But he said, that is the nicest hotel here. They had underground parking and and uh, my sister was driving with me. So we went to this hotel and it was luxurious and not expensive. It was one of the nicest hotels, but it wasn't the highest price hotel we stayed at. And they had a beautiful restaurant with cloth napkins and, and wonderful menu. And we went to the concierge and ordered two massages to come up to the room and and so we each got a massage on the last night and this wonderful dinner and a bottle of wine and it was like this was the the end of a really long journey and Coeur d'Alene was where I had that final night on the road that we made as memorable as we could and it sounds like you made your trip memorable stopping each day to give thanks which is a wonderful way to do that well, my favorite place was Buffalo, Wyoming, actually. Uh, because really? Because that's one of the states I've never been to. It's really beautiful. Every state was gorgeous to me, but Wyoming was incredible. And we went to this little place called The Bee. And if you watch that famous series with the lawman from Buffalo, Wyoming, I can't think of his name right now, Longmire. If you ever watch Longmire, which I, I haven't been. seen it, but I, I see it on listed on the guide, but I haven't yeah. watched it. I never watched it either until we got here because I thought, because they have a poster about Longmire. So they actually mentioned, let's go down to the B. So anyway, we were at the B and I was going to order breakfast and take, you know, and then go out for the half hour to the car and sit with Tom or look at the river or whatever. And I started talking to this guy. He must have been about 80. And he was so fascinating that I just sat there at the bar and talked to him or listened to him basically because he was so fascinating. So if by chance Fred hears me, which he never will because he's out working, but that guy was amazing guy. He had just got married at like 67 or something. <laughs> he was just a really cool dude. <laughs> One of my favorite things about being on the road is having that opportunity to talk to local people. And I think that we've only had maybe one or two uh, off experiences for the most part, it is just totally wonderful to interact with the people on the road as you're making these long trips. And um, and that, that's also a fun thing to do. And so how many days did you take to get to Pennsylvania? We went in eight days, so 10 states in eight days. Okay. And I have to say about meeting people, we met really helpful people, really kind people. I didn't yes. see any speakers anywhere. And I had somebody help me when I needed a um, band-aid really bad in the morning I asked this dude with the desert storm hat and he helped me out really nice guy everybody was kind yes. uh, I met a guy that was the day I met the guy who had been through the hailstorm. he had these big dents in the hood of his car and his energy was so giddy and I had stood outside the hotel I forget where was that um, I think that was that little teeny tiny town in South Dakota just a little blip on the map and this, um, I said, that hotel, the only stars for that hotel were overhead. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I went out there to let my dog potty. It was about three in the morning and it was heat lightning all across uh, the valley that the yeah. dog and I watched. 
and our energy, my energy fluctuated. I couldn't go back to sleep for at least an hour because my, my energy was so up after that. But the dude that I met the next morning, he said that he went through this uh, hailstorm in the Badlands and it really ripped up his his SUV hood, but he couldn't have been more delighted mm. about it. <laughs> wow. And we have been to the Badlands. We have been in the mid, we were indoors, thank goodness, and safe. But we know what that light show is like one night when we were in Spearfish, South Dakota. Mm -hmm. Yes. I'm telling you, it is surreal. Just and the energy. It's unreal. I mean, you you just, you know, wow, Mother Nature. Hello. <laughs> but I did want to get this in. You're familiar with these tone. Now, you traveled across country and you had it planned out once you were on I-90 and on your way. Do the tones... Do, 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 do mean anything to you? Yeah, because can you see my shirt? I wore it just for you. Oh, you did. Oh, there it is. It is wonderful. Devil's Tower. Yes. I never thought, I never, I never dreamed I'd get to go. Yeah. And I said, I said, um, Bear Lodge is right here. And you know how much it means to me. And Tom says, let's go. He's really easy going that way. If I, if I want to stop, he'll go. And that was like a good hour and a half out of our, I mean, we, it was off the road from where we were, but you have to, yes. a line, you have to line up in your car. But the, um, the quality of the photos, I have to tell you, there was all kinds of crazy stuff going on. And then just to be there with it was unbelievable. So he, you know, we couldn't let everybody out. There's too many of them. There's too many people. We have four dogs. And so um, he got out of the car and took a selfie with each dog. And he put on his Facebook page, he says, you know, I don't think the dogs will recognize how important this was until they get a little older. It's <laughs> 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 kind of hysterical, but I had quite a moment. I got up there as, you know, I went up on the little trailio and I toned in front of Bear Lodge. And it was one of the most beautiful experiences of my entire life. So mm, we, did you manage, by the way, I just wanted to, yeah. did you, did you and Tom and perhaps the dogs walk it. walk around Devil's Tower? No, I just went up the thing because I was cognizant of, of how late it was getting. You know, I knew we were going to get into where we needed to be late that day. And that was the day I had to get to the Badlands because the chief told me when you go to the Badlands, you leave the tears behind because that's, that's where my ancestors are. So my family's from Minnesota, land of 10,000 cousins, but my ancestors are from South Dakota. And so it was really important for me to do that. And my head, you know, when, I, when I'm really in spirit, my head's really full and weird. You know, I have to say most of the, most of the tri trip it was very, I was really off because I was getting upgrades as I went. And uh, I, missed, I missed the thing. And Tom goes, well, isn't that the, and I went, holy crap it is. But I didn't want to tell him go back because he had already, you know, did all kinds of stuff for me today and i heard my chief in the ear say do you have the vision and i said yes holy one i've been there before i know exactly what it looks like and he said then you can do the thanks anywhere pull off at the next perfect spot give you thanks you've missed nothing because i needed to pray for a certain family there that had lost their son and so i i i was crushed that i wasn't going to get to and she said don't worry about it you put the vision in front of your mind and you drum to it and tone and you've got this. So don't have a cow, in other words, what the chief was saying. <laughs> don't have a cow. <laughs> yes. Well, we were we did walk around it and uh I was surprised that it took as long as it did, because you can uh, you know, they say it's only such and such 
uh, miles around, mile, mile and a half, whatever it was. Oh, we can do that easy. Well, it's up and down and up and down and up and down. And it's it took us a long time to get all around Devil's Tower. And on the far side, there were people scaling Devil's Tower. So we just sat on a picnic bench and we were watching people scaling up the tower. So it was it was one of our memorable experiences, along with the Badlands, where we saw a lot of wonderful animals and nature. We saw an abundance of uh, sheep and rams and you know wild stuff that um, and the and the landscape is so beautiful. There are so many beautiful, beautiful places in the country to see and. You know, unless you really make an effort to get out, you have no idea the gorgeousness of the United States unless you really get out and go look at these things. And our geography in many places is just breathtakingly beautiful. It is. And I think it was Montana that was so surprising going down the freeway and seeing these big giant rocks that if you take pictures, you can see faces in there. And that's where the Montana megaliths are. We weren't close. And all my friends were saying, you gotta go here, you gotta go there, you gotta stop here, you know? And we would have loved to have been able to do that. And I hope we can take a, a trip back maybe, you know, someday. But um, we saw the 50 foot tall statue called Dignity of Earth and Sky. Oh and, no. Hmm. Uh, she's lovely, yeah, she's, hmm. um, her face was, I believe that you used um, the model of three or four Lakota women to make, and she has the star quilt. Uh, mm. She's holding the star, or star quilt around her, and it lights up at night, but that is breathtaking. You can't take your eyes off of her. I, I, I'm not familiar with that, but that sounds that sounds very good. Yeah, dignity of earth and sky. So if you, and she's looking across the Missouri River. So that was that was unexpected and beautiful. Did you take Interstate 90 East? Yes. Was it, was it, that's what you did. Okay. Yeah. That's what, that's what we took. Um, well, excellent. Excellent. And I, and I, it's interesting how many people desire and want and try to follow their intuition, even if it's going to be a major change and you did it. There was something that told you that you needed to make this move. And I think with many people, if they were told you need to make this move, they would say, yes, yeah, someday, maybe, sounds good. Yeah. That's not the same as yes. And that's not the same as taking action. What? What? How did that come about for you, Mary, when... You said yes to spirit, but then what was the first thing that really got you going? It just seemed possible. And I remember how beautiful Pennsylvania was. And my friend Kathleen lives here. So I knew I'd have a friend. And she started sending photos. And I started seeing all the houses I remember. Because houses are rock and brick and sometimes rock and brick. <laughs> and it's it's an old, old place, you know. So that all appealed to me and the beautiful uh you know, Amish fruits and vegetable stands and all the things I remembered from my visits. 
And I thought it's doable. It's humid as heck. I mean, when we got the first couple of days here, it was really hot and the humidity was really high. The mosquitoes all said, oh, fresh meat, look at you guys, you know, and, and just ate us alive until we figured out we needed a better preparation or I did. So my friend, uh, Michelle Naylor and Missy uh, Milne hooked me up. <laughs> so I'm slathered when I go outside. And, um, uh, but it is incredibly beautiful here. I mean, they settled it. What, what was it? Uh, uh, the people who came to conquer <laughs> 1700s. And so uh, as soon as I got here, uh, started talking to the local, um, you know, the deceased chief medicine men and uh, the holy ones that would come forth. That's the story I care to hear about. And uh, but all over town here in Lancaster, which darn old town anyway, there's all kinds of really, really old plaques. You know, this guy lived here, you know, President, I want to say Buchanan, but I'm not sure, lived here. And it's just, um, yeah, I saw the, some of the oldest buildings I've ever seen in my life here. I've and spent virtually no time in Pennsylvania. Gary and I crossed through there to on our way to New Jersey but it was it was a, a few hours is all i've spent in pennsylvania and i have ancestors who live there when they came over from germany in about 1733 they moved to maryland and from maryland eventually moved up to pennsylvania one one group of people moved up to pennsylvania and so i do have ancestry in the pennsylvania area and this was before the uh, revolutionary war so uh, the the documentation says that they lived in the colony of pennsylvania not the yeah. state of the colony of pennsylvania and so uh, I, I look forward to an opportunity to uh, visiting the state once again. Was there, is there anything in particular, and we're coming up on a break, so I don't know if I should save this or just ask you quickly, um, what are you there to do? When you move from Tacoma, Washington to Pennsylvania, what were you thinking that you were going to be doing in Pennsylvania? I was to um, meet the beautiful indigenous people and serve by assisting to clear the land, to find my bones and to clear my own lifetimes and timelines in this area. There's a lot of deceased here, met a lot of them, <laughs> you know, and that was one of the things when we were looking for a house, I said, I can't be by pesticides and farms can't by, be by a big old cell tower and I can't be by the graveyard and the church. I can't. So I don't know if our real estate agent ever had that set of criteria, but she did with me. And so our house is in a township near a river, which is the Conestoga River, which has captured my attention from the moment we got near it. We saw it all over the place. My friend said, it's just like Mount Tahoma. It moves around. And I'm like, yeah, it does. <laughs> and so I'm just, I'm here to serve uh, to clear the land. More about that on the other side, because I do want to talk to you about healing. We were interested in your move and the adventures of your move, but we also wanted to talk to you today about healing, healing of individuals, which you have been doing for a very long time. Now you're talking about healing yourself and an area. And I also want to look at what that means globally. 
So with that said, Mary Beckman is our guest. We're going to take a brief break. And when we come back, we'll give out the information on how you can reach her. And we're going to talk more about healing and her book, The Art of Your Energy, after this break. So thank you for listening to Manson Mitchell today. We'll be right back. Hi, everybody. This is Anson Williams from Happy Days, and I'm so excited to tell you about American Road. It is the best car travel magazine in the world. They have the most fantastic adventures detailed in each magazine with all your itinerary. We could just jump in the car with your family and have the most fabulous adventures you've ever had in your life. Please get a copy of American Road and start your own adventure. Staying connected with Gary Mance and Suzanne Mitchell is easy. Just go to manceandmitchell.com for the latest info on topics and guests. Friend Gary Mance and Suzanne Mitchell on their Facebook pages and like the Mance and Mitchell show page at facebook.com slash manceandmitchell. If you're on Twitter, share a follow with Gary and Suzanne at Mance Mitchell. Join Gary and Suzanne Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. for an unusual show that covers everything from personal growth to the paranormal. Here's an amazing act. Here's a tremendous act. Here's a startling act. The amazing, the thrilling, the greatest, spectacular, incredible, exciting, wonderful, world fame, most unusual novelty act. The home of the A-Team of Alternative Talk is ManceAndMitchell.com. Heard right here on Alternative Talk 1150 AM or streaming live from your computer anywhere. Terry Loving wants to help you with your online marketing challenges right now. She has several courses she is giving away to help you get your business working for you online. Yes, giving away. WordPress websites are her specialty, yet her technical skills go way beyond that. Check out her blog at terryloving.com or email her directly at terry at terryloving.com. That's terry at terryloving.com. I'm Gary Mance. I'm Suzanne Mitchell. We're a couple of baby boomers who bring you a talk radio mix of metaphysics and music, politics, and pop culture. And you never know which celebrity will join us for an interesting conversation. Mance and Mitchell is Boomer HQ, Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 on 1150 AM KKNW. Your home for alternative talk in Seattle and Western Washington. Be sure to support the sponsors of your favorite shows on Alternative Talk 1150. Mary, Mary. <laughs> Where are you going, Stu? That's a working man's blues song. I can't believe that the Monkees never released that as a single. I think it would have been a number one. It's an incredible song, a rocking song, but with this blues undertone. I think it was written by Michael Nesmith, though sung by Mickey Dolenz. And at one point, they're going into the bridge of the song. He sings, uh, he's he's in despair. He's exhausted by the conflict in his relationship there. And he says, I've done more now than a clear thinking man would do. And it just descends the scale as he's singing. <laughs> I've done more now as a clear thinking man would do. And I thought, <laughs> we've all been there, male or female. We know what that means. Yeah. Tom loves those guys. He said they were great. They were. Yeah. And Gary likes them too. I was, I was looking up something the other day about girls' names. I, I, I was actually looking up the name Maud. But in, in looking up the name Maud, I, I found that the number one name for girls for the last 100 years is Mary. 
Really? More people are have been named Mary in the last 100 years than any other girl's name. So you have a popular name, although you spell it M-A-R-I, not M-A-R-Y. If people would like to find out more, Mary, about what it is that you do, maybe um, get your book, The Art of Your Energy, or um, get with you for a, a reading or a healing treatment, what are the best ways or places for people to find you? Well, you can always friend me on Facebook. And I have a website, marybeckman.com. And you can see what I do there. I do a variety of things. I call myself a universal channel. That just means I talk to anything and everything. Boy, and you do too. Um, The other thing that we wanted to talk to that we mentioned right before the break was about the healing work. You you said you were there to find your bones and uh and and to clear up things from lifetimes. My I know that you do a multiplicity of things, being a medical intuitive, an evidential and trance medium and metaphysical teacher, you are in touch with Um, galactic masters of all kinds and in this move it seems like part of it is about self-healing so I wanted you to say a little bit about that individual healing of of other people and yourself sure I call myself a um, universal uh, channel that just means I talk to everybody Uh, if you get on my um, Facebook page it's m-a-r-i-b-e-c-k-m-a-n you'll see where i talked to the bug and insect realm the other day because they were trying to talk to me in oh so many ways finally i understood that when i had a million mosquito bites on me and they said pen attention now huh and so um a couple weeks ago it was the avian realm and so anything will talk to you whether it would be buildings or rocks or deceased people but healing i'm very interested in and i learned why i lived in tacoma i learned why we were attracted to that place and we were able to say goodbye and let go because our timeline was done there so finding my bones that was part of it finding my bones in spain was part of it and finding my bones on um uh you know here in pennsylvania is also part of it's a next step and whatever steps keep going uh, and that all that means is where did you used to live? Where did you where did you pass away? Um, what timelines were there? What lifetimes were there? And how to clear what needs to be cleared? And so I cleared what needed to be cleared in Tacoma personally and in my neighborhood, and it was time to go. So that's why mm-hmm. we moved. When spirit goes go, it's best if you do. <laughs> you and, can argue. And what what does clearing that stuff do for an individual and i I guess it's almost a a, it begs the question because it seems like we carry around a lot of baggage so when you're talking about clearing are you talking about releasing baggage well the human is a magnificent process i mean we're learning what we are and what we can do especially in this year 2023 we're learning that we're extremely powerful. So we, when we come to a place and essentially love it, bring the light, pull in the rays, 
go into the ground. And what I do is I do it with a variety of methods. Some of it is the art of your energy coding process. I use that because it's quick. So I have been sending one particular code to everybody in the whole world lately, not you know, only if they come to me and ask, but I send out these codes and it's one. That really sparked my curiosity. Why, why, why was I sending that one? Evidently, our chakras are opening and closing at such a rapid rate every day that this code does that. It clears that. So I don't know how many times I clear myself during the day. It must be five by now. I'm constantly grounding, regrounding, clearing myself, releasing anything. The other day I said, when I, right before bed, I said, you know what, I'm actually done because I can see above my neighborhood all of the beings of light and I know we're held in these rays and we are so clear. Why am I getting attacked over and over? Then I was listening to my friend, Nancy Rebecca, and she said, what it is, you know, you light it up that you're gonna see where the more negative stuff is. And our neighborhood here is a beautiful mix of, you know, there'll be a yellow house and a red house and a green house and everybody's got all kinds of cool stuff. It's really an interesting, very humble place uh, full of cool people that we've met in the last month. Um, but there is trouble just like everywhere. And there's no place there's not trouble, you know, because people have been through, you know, family stuff and alcoholism and drugs and everything that a human can get their hands on, they've done. And so there was a lot to clear too. And I came in here and I just lit it up as much as I could because I thought, I just want to see what happens because I'm an Aquarius. I want to know. And so what happened was I got hit over and over again and I was just taking peeling, peeling entities and all kinds of different things off of me every day. And as long as you can keep your energy at a, at a pretty smooth level, which I can after practicing for a million years, um, all you do is you're just, you are out the door there. You go back to where you need to go and source. We love you, but I command you are gone from me. So that night that I said, no more of that. The next morning, I, somehow I must have known that through higher self. I don't know how I ever knew that. But the next day, boop, boop, a timeline jump happened. And I heard a bunch of people talk about that. And I thought, heck yeah, it did. Because my first meditation, if all the colors are different and the beings of light are different, I feel different. I feel totally awake. I know a timeline has changed, either personally or collectively. Timeline has changed. What what does that mean, a timeline has changed? Well, you might, if you clear a timeline, you might leave behind some stuff that's bedeviled you for a while. So maybe you okay. have a pain issue, or you can't stop getting mad at every little thing. Or maybe mm -hmm. there's people suddenly that cannot hear you because you're on two different timelines. So if, you, if ah. I would wake up... I would say to Tom, you know, because I get up, I'm happy, and he's still sleeping. I'm like, well, it's a beautiful day. And if he says, you know, it is, I'm getting up. I'm like, timeline change, buddy, because usually it's like, I want to get up. But um, so you're just a different person, and people around you can hear you if you're in the same timeline. It, you know, it's just, it's a kind of a fantastic thing that I've been noticing for a few years. I, I usually refer to something akin to that as being on the same frequency. If you're not vibrating at the same frequency, you're missing each other. They're they're on a different frequency than you are. Does that is that similar to what you're talking about, the timelines? Yeah, two different things. Because my frequency might be lower than yours today, but you and me are in the same timeline or I wouldn't have said yes for this show. So it's two different okay. my frequency vibrates at I, I, my frequency is my frequency. There's not right. another one like that. And um, I'm just, I talk to all the different realms 
and just try to get everybody to to can't we all just get along? <laughs> That's what I was doing here in, okay. in Lancaster. I was saying I'm going to send them and send the violet flame and all the different things I send for that. And it was kind of can y'all come so that we can all kind of just get along. And so being in the same timeline is kind of like uh, being uh, uh, whoever that you may be in in relationship with at a particular time, even though they're not vibrating at the same frequency. Whoever and whatever, I would say. I hope I'm explaining this. Okay. okay. I have to tell you that what happened to me a couple days ago uh, sets the ability to be able to be clear and concise, of which today I'm about 40%. So a couple days ago, when we looked at the house that we knew we were going to buy once we got there, I was completely fogged in. I was so completely captivated by listening to my guides. I was saying, is this the place? Is this house okay for us? Does the land hold me? Uh, are Tom and I going to be happy? You know, is this going to you know fall down around us, money pit kind of thing? Uh, what about the area? What about the people? As listening so close, and a couple of days prior to that, my friend was giving me a reading about this stuff, and she brought through, uh, it's going to light up, or my guide, I can't remember if it was my friend or my guide, can't remember. Something's going to light up. It's going to light up, and so I kind of forgot about that. But my deceased friend Anne came through when I was sitting in the kitchen, and she came through with such magnificent golden light that I teared up and I said, are you my sign? And she said, yes, I am. And I says, is this our house? And she said, yes. So we learned just a few hours later that we got the house, which is kind of different. And uh, that morning I started clearing off a little bit, opening up to understanding what was going on around me and seeing what we did and settling and resting a little bit. And I said to Tom, can we go see what we bought? Cause I couldn't even tell you where it is. And he goes, sure, it's only 10 minutes away. I said, you're kidding, it's only 10 minutes away? Cause we'd been looking at other houses. So we went to our house and doggone it, there it was, our house. <laughs> I love that. I love that. I saw a picture on Facebook too, Mary. That is a gorgeous home. And having uh, relatives in Pennsylvania and having been through there just a year ago, it's so Pennsylvania. It's so fits. It doesn't stick out like any sore thumb, but a gorgeous green thumb. You're, I bless you for your choice. Well done. It's a funny little choice, though, because I kept saying, holy ones, could I just have a quartz countertop and a couple other things? I said, I want a rock house or a brick house, quartz countertop, a little bit of green, a little bit of style, uh, not expensive, way below our means kind of deal, because I, I do that. I like to live below my means. and Not that I have a lot of means, but you know what I'm saying? I want to be thrifty and not dumb in the environment. I don't want to, you know loans and all that crap I'm not into. So a little humble house, that's all I wanted. Doggone it, we went in there and that quartz countertop is so extra. I looked at it and I thought, well, look at you. So I didn't even know what I was looking at. It was, it's so amazing. It's actually a river rock countertop with quartz in it. And if you looked at that, oh. you'd go, wow, look at that. And I was telling my friend and she said, she works for, uh, um, uh, they, they produce uh, kitchens and things, you know, right on, right on site. And she says, that's actually this river rock stuff. And boy, are you lucky. And I, and I said, thank you. Thank you, spirit. I must've said that a lot. <laughs> Cause mm. I got one <laughs> kind of a funny thing to ask for, but. Hmm. It was a good sign. Definitely a good sign in, in talking about this idea of healing I, I hear you um, 
talking about finding your bones, uh, doing some personal healing, and then the healing that's going on in your new town, Lancaster. Did I say that right? Lancaster? Lancaster. Lancaster. And the other thing that was just on my mind was what your sense is about what is going on in the world today. Somebody recently said, when when the yin and yang are together, the yin gets stronger and the yang gets stronger. So mm-hmm. they're they're actually both increasing in energy. And I thought, well, I don't think that I've heard that before. I thought that was kind of interesting. So I'd, I'd just like to get your sense about in the healing work that you do, if you also feel like both the negative and the positive are both getting stronger at the same time, or is there any kind of shift going on more like a, like a, a, a bell shift or a pendulum shift? What, what is your sense about what's happening globally with healing? Well, you know, I, what I found on the trip is that if your energy is open and happy and available, that I find people meet you like that. And I also find that the internet and the news shows us things where we are different and fighting. I haven't seen that because I'm not looking at it. Mm -hmm. I'm not looking for people on the East Coast to be stinkers. I'm very direct. And I've been met with direct kindness. I mean, people stopped on the street right out here, which is, you know, if you think kind of like, um, oh, what is that? This area is kind of like, I can't even tell you, Georgetown maybe kind of. If you go out on the street here, there's people, uh, like there's a, place the storage place and there's a beauty shop and there's condemned places and there's somebody's little store out of their house and a place to get your hair cut if you're a guy it's very mixed up in here and we were outside the other day it must have looked to this dude we were changing our tire which we weren't and he goes do you need some help (laughs) i mean it's just like that they're just kind around here and so what i have noticed is people don't know about the west coast and there's stuff that's going on on the west coast that just does not happen in here Oh, really? Leave it to that. They don't know about the homeless and drug population. They don't know that. And we left a place in Tacoma where it was encroaching. And um, people are kind in Tacoma because I know a bunch of them and they're wonderful people. But the energy was not conducive to the work I needed to do. I already did my work. I'm done. Right. So what I notice is the, the, the dark or the negative lower energies just lighten up and people who are energy workers like us we just say i can see that i see you but i accept that you are here because you can't have you can't have one without the other you just can't so what right. do we right. do for the things that we want in this world well i do what i can i walk it right in front of me You know, there's somebody to help and I'm available and I've got the bandwidth. I'm going to help the person in front of me, not way over here. That's trying to capture my attention. Like Mm -hmm. they want to separate us. No, we figured that out. There's been two or three things in the news just lately, and I don't watch it, but I do see it on my phone every once in a while. That has been very, very much trying to catch our energy so that we stay in a state of mix up. We stay in a state of upset all the time. So other stuff can get in not into it. I can see that other stuff and I'm not falling for it this time. 
you know, one of the things that that I've said quite a bit, Mary, is that um, the capturing of our attention with the news or the internet is always so sensational. And, And I don't think that it's the majority of what it is that's going on. I think the majority of what's going on is the kind of experience that you had where people are saying, can I help you with that? I think that there's just so much uh, caring and love and compassion, but that's not going to be on the news and it's not going to be on the internet that, you know, people have had good experiences with their neighbors and their friends and strangers that they meet. And, and so it, it seems like it's always to me really unbalanced yeah. as as far as what it is you're seeing and what it is you're experiencing. Now, are you going to believe me or your lying eyes? <laughs> you know, your, your eyes are telling you that everything is okay. You're okay. The world is okay. And then you look at the news and, and the news says, this world is not okay. And, and so it, it's like, where, where do you land on that? Because my experience is good. And the news is not, but the news is is more like entertainment and sensationalism. The news isn't giving you an abundance of these are the good things that have happened today. No, it's it's just trying to take you down. So yesterday we stopped at this roadside stand by a field where they grew different things. I could hear chickens and I saw horses and flowers and stuff. So we stopped there for just a minute. And um, if you didn't have the money, the dollars, you wrote a check to a guy named E-L-A-M with a li- uh, with a name I couldn't pronounce. Yeah, you wrote a check to that dude, put it in the thing. Seriously. I mean, one thing I've noticed about this funny little area of the city I'm in is people have all kinds of stuff on their porch and doggone it if UPS doesn't deliver and it just sits there, kids. Do you know how quick that'd be gone in Tacoma? Seriously. Yeah. Maybe not my neighborhood because we had funny little neighborhood. It was pretty good, but still I saw all kinds of craziness. But I think if you are you are growing up amongst some different vibrations, that that is the vibration that you carry. And I do believe that uh, it feels good for what I need to do here. But in the world, I don't know. I've seen it every state I went to. I heard people say, aren't you scared to go? Why did you ever do that? You're 60 years old. <laughs> Yeah. When are you supposed to go? Spirit goes, go. Are you going to going to argue? <laughs> I'm not yeah. Gonna. Yeah. So if you have that in your mind when you got in the world, that's what you're going to see because it's going to be built for you. You build it. That's what the matrix is, in my humble, is the matrix is your thoughts. Do you want to be all jumbled up about what about what about this and what about that? Or are they going to push me to do that? Are they going to push me? Is this all going to fall apart? Well, what's going to fall apart is supposed to fall apart. Let her go. Let it rip. See what's left on the new world. So somebody said to me the other day, oh, so you believe in new earth. Are you, uh, what did she call me? Are you um, something like not new wave? Because it made me think British uh, heavy metal new wave <laughs> or disco. I'm like, yeah, I'm disco. Um, but what was she trying to say? It was like, it, and I thought, no, I just believe in energy. And when you get your energy to a state where you are positive, you can heal yourself. And any human being on this world can do the same. And then they can help others and the world. You've got the ability there. Everybody does. 
Yeah, that's that's what you say is that everybody does have that ability. May not everybody may not have the interest, but they do have the ability. That's right. You always have the option. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was reading something the other day where they were talking about um transmediumship and where the soul will go over the top of, of the face of the medium. And people were saying, Oh, that's really great. And I thought to myself, everybody can do that. <laughs> You just don't know you can't. So the physical body, I mean, you can just tap and love on your body and say, you know what? I think that was an old timeline. Because what happened to me is I had 30 years worth of chronic pain in my right leg. And doggone it, when I left Tacoma, it got a little better. Then when I got here, I got this thing called bursitis in my left hip. I never had that in my entire life. Mm. And I'm saying, I think you are from a timeline here. Well, you just are going to go out the door with all the love I can give you doing all my exercises and everything I need to do to do that um, and get my mind off chronic pain. Because for years I thought, wow, I'm hurting. That is a waste of time. Instead, I'm, wow, let's go outside. Let's walk down and look at these cool buildings or let's think about the future, what I can do for whatever. Let's write a little bit or whatever. It's a waste of time to sit home and think I hurt. It's a waste of time, my humble. Do you have the intention of setting up an intentional community where you live, someplace where you can make presentations personally? I hope so. I mean, because we keep thinking, wow, it'd be really great to have this at Thanksgiving or this at Christmas, which we hadn't celebrated for a while. And then we thought, well, wait a minute. We just know Kathleen. Is she going to (laughs) come? She has her own family, you know. But I'm hoping to have some friends by the time it's time to have a dinner or something, (laughs) you know. But no, my my entire thing is we have a little screened-in porch at this new house. I want to do meditation. I want to teach art of your energy. I want to do whatever, you know. And Tom Tom is doing his stuff here. And uh, we want to be part of this community. We don't want to just breeze through. I want to learn about the people and the land, learn about the native uh, folks that used to live here. And the other day we went past a place where there was the Conestoga massacre and uh, did some healing there. Um, but this river Conestoga has been in my mind since I saw it first. And doggone it, isn't it? A, it's about seven minutes walk from my house. I had no idea. Wow. I had no mm. idea. Nice. And if you and your husband have a, a taste, a culinary taste for Pennsylvania Dutch cooking, where you are now, it will not be in short supply. Everything we've had has been pretty good. I mean, all the fresh stuff is awesome. And I had um, crab chowder the other day, a little walk-up window, just about five minutes away from, from here. And I said, well, do you have that today? And they said, on the day the corn wagon comes, <laughs> we have the chowder. <laughs> like did it come and he said yes since i've been back twice (laughs) it's awesome yeah mary so wonderful to have you with us today i want to make sure i give out your website one more time it's marybeckman.com m-a-r-i-b-e-c-k-m-a-n thank you so much for spending a saturday with us we really appreciate it thank you radio family and everybody all right Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Have yourselves a great weekend. Here's what's coming up next week on Manson Mitchell. 
I'm Gary Mance. I'm Suzanne Mitchell. We're a couple of baby boomers who bring you a talk radio mix of metaphysics and music, politics, and pop culture. And you never know which celebrity will join us for an interesting conversation. Mance and Mitchell is Boomer HQ, Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 on 1150 AM KKNW. Your home for alternative talk in Seattle and Western Washington.